SENZ, welcome into the program. It is four minutes past six on the 14th, a Friday, a very big Friday for SENZ as well. The second running of the race by Grins this evening. Live on SENZ, you'll hear it. Just before 9pm, you'll hear Mick and myself from Cambridge Raceway just after six when we pick up from the run home. Back in Auckland studios with Kempi, my old running mate. The old stomping ground, Kimpy, back in the mugginess of the back 09. welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, let any, don't let anyone from Christchurch here. Bit though. warmer, bit warmer, eh, uh, Lou? Getting back up here. It was a little bit sticky this morning, actually. Um, even thought about throwing the singlet back on. Mm. Uh, but no, nah, it's not not uh, not quite singlet material today. Man, big, like you're, like you're just touching on the race, but Grins, someone's already backed in no matter what, first past the post. Like, I, I looked at the exotics. And they've got it like finishing top four, good money. What was it? What's it paying now for first pass the first? Uh, it's coming to seven bucks. Oh, so it's coming it se- half a point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which I think it'll come in again. So yeah, look, look. If you're on, having a look at that race tonight, have a look at the uh, the markets for the race by Grins. There's some there's some little juicy odds last night, and hopefully you also got on to, to our firstly we tipped out yesterday, which was a Latrell Mitchell score try. Um, for South, mate, they uh, they put on a clinic for the Dolphins. The Dolphins they played all right actually. We still exposed um, South a couple of times, but South are uh, they're looking stunning to look good offensively. You know, Campbell Graham is there's chat about Campbell Graham being the best centre in the game. Really, just flies under the radar. You know, <laughs> obviously Meninga likes him. He does remind me a lot of Simon Mannering. Oh yeah, just the way he plays. Um, just unassuming defensively, he's got to be close to the best centre in the game. Yeah. But uh, offensively, you know, you can't sort of be the best centre in the game when you fill your centre spots for New South Wales with a couple of fullbacks. It, you know, that means, yeah, it's sort of like, I think this year, probably Latrell Mitchell, de- depending on Tedesco, if he plays around that Origin series, I'm picking Turbo and t- um, Latrell are actually the centres for New South Wales. So instead of even Campbell Graham getting in there, but people are people are touting Campbell Graham is probably the best centre in the game. So it'll be interesting what Fitler comes comes uh, comes up with that time of year. But big weekend, a big weekend of sport, mate. Huge Warriors Saturday night. You and Sammy will be there. I hear you've got a two-hour lead-in show. A two-hour lead-in show. Yeah, I'm, oh, look, I think uh, Rick's doing that. I haven't um, I haven't confirmed that, but Rick Rick Dog's coming down to do that as well. Well, obviously, uh, SENZ are mad Warriors supporters, loving it. And we uh, we are doing the running at straight lead, and we started last home game. This is obviously our second home game. We're down on the concourse. We set up, so it was quite funny actually because as we started talking, we had the speakers set up, and people you could actually listen to the commentary as we were talking. Yeah. As the second grade game was going on, we ended up having a crowd sitting down listening to the to the um, the chat going on just about the pre-game and what we're thinking, like form, players coming in. Brilliant. And so forth. And then all of a sudden, sitting down listening was Kevin Locke. And I threw out a joke, you know, like talking about the middle and I think one player they could do within the middle is Kevin Locke at the moment because, man, he looks like he's a middle player. Uh, and he, he sort of pricked his ears up and I said, come over. The next one, he came over and he's on the cans and we're just talking about the year and then who should walk past but Campo. And I said, like, get off, mate, get Campo on here. And it was quite it was quite 
entertaining for the crowd. Mm. Um, so they're doing a two-hour run, and if you're down there on the concourse this, uh, tomorrow, actually, tomorrow afternoon, then just come down and have a listen. It's, uh, it's a good, good banter. That's awesome. That's great. Like a live show, a live running at Straight Edition uh, at the concourse. So SCNZ's everywhere. We're in Cambridge this evening. We're at uh, Mount Smart tomorrow. Massive weekend. Um, we've got a big show today to lead into a big weekend of sport. We'll try and catch up with Izzy at some stage. He is busy filming, so he says. So uh, hopefully we'll try to track him down after seven, but we'll we'll see what we can do. If not, we've got a Friday tip all ready to go at about 20 to 8. Oh, we've, how many times have we heard this man call races on a Friday night? Yeah, Aaron White will join us for, uh, just to talk about the the night in Cambridge. It's a big night down there too. Friday, we said that last year, you know, they should be having it on a Friday. Yeah. You get more people there, um, school holidays, you're going to have kids there. Hopefully the weather turns up for them um, down there. And of course, you've got all the best horses running in the last race of the night, so you can't go home early. Uh, and if you do make it past the last race, then they've got the big marquee set up at the back where you can get your dancing shoes on and have a bit of a bit of a boogie. So it's a it's a good day down there, and Aaron, Aaron will be uh, joining us just to give us, I guess, a what do you call that? Like a pre-call before the big race at Grins. It'd be interesting to see. What, should how, we ask him to do a shadow call? Well, it'd be it'd be interesting Fat- to ask him to do a like the first four hundred meters phantom call. Like a phantom call, who gets past the post first? Yeah, you, you, that's what you want to know. You want to know. <laughs> you have to ask him because after your interest yesterday, I went and watched uh, the box seat Mick and Greg do an hour long harness show every week, and I went and watched it. They're pretty convinced that Old Town Road and Copy that will have the lead. We'll see what Aaron says. Um, well, I saw I got Mark Purden was interviewed and asked about no matter what, and he said if she runs in the top five. That would probably be, a, he'd be delighted with that. And if she ends up three back the pegs at some stage during the run, that would probably be a fine spot for her. The question is, when does she get there? And get, for your money, can she hold on past that post? It's just. Well, past that, well, past that post before she goes into the 1 1. So, you know, I understand what they're saying, copy that coming across, but how long do they hold, does. Um, no matter what, hold them out before it gets a good spot because it doesn't want to give it up too early. Otherwise, it'll end three, four back um, the, on, on the on the fence, you know, on the peg. So you don't want to be stuck in that position because you're never going to get out and be in the race. It's really interesting harness racing. It's a, it's it is really interesting. It's a little bit different in thoroughbreds, and I've learnt this uh, recently that and it's 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 a strange concept to get your head around. But because they're all, just because all these horses are in this race. The drivers still know who the big best horses are, and they kind of respect them like that. So you don't, you wouldn't just go out with a fifty to one shot and cut a two dollar to one shot's throat and hang them out there. But would you? Where's the where's the line of what you can do that's not just disrespecting the race altogether, where you can make them work? And that's kind of the hard thing that you never really know. Because yes, at the same time, there's respect and there's you know the tra- not traditions, but there's the way the kosher way that races are run. But this is a million dollar race. It's a million dollar. Yeah, dead right. And you know teamwork. You know you you got yeah. you got to think about how teams work to use the energy up in the sulky of other horses because they've got to go around and they've got to sit parked. And they've got to find a space to bring in that whole unit that they've got there, um, horse and sulky, you know what I mean? So, oh, mate, I'm a tragic, I'm a tragic, I always have been a tragic harness person when I used to play footy, it was what I used to follow. Um, And you do get and understand what they're saying when they they talk about speed, 
speed, coming across, getting a sit, sitting in the right spot, using the energy, waiting to who's going to come out and, and run home. Like I read uh, a comment about you don't want to get too wide on this track because it's too hard to get past them. Well, Self-Assured didn't find it too hard last year. You know what I mean? So you do have those freakish runs and you've got to go on that. I'm, I'm surprised that a lot of people haven't jumped on Self-Assured after well, they, that last. They have. Oh, so from last night. I, I Sitting in the airport yesterday, I'll tell you what it is this morning. I checked, Kempe. When we when we left, I was, it was about $4 something. We are into $3.80, $1.40. Yeah, here they come. And that's right too, you know, given the form and the way that uh, Self-Assured dealt to copy that last start, you've got to think that Nat sitting in that, that 2-2, and if the race pans out like everyone's saying – maybe just gets dragged into it in the right spot. And that's what I'm saying about no matter what. Now, what does no matter what do? Does it give up that spot to Nat? Because she could easily jump straight beside no matter what, and as they go around, get pulled back in with it. So that's what I'm saying is that I think Tony on the, on the, in the sulky, mate, he's the best. Well, he's also, he's also driving for Mark Purden, Mark and Nathan Purden. Yeah. And there's three horses from that stable in that race – and like that's the reality of team driving will will come to course here. Don't worry. We're- that's what I mean. Like, and then you get the team. Then you get the team dynamic. So, well, I, I'm only just you know I don't know if this is true, but if I was in a team, I'd be sitting down talking about tactics. That's just a simple thing. Has it got a million dollars on the race? I got a great question for you, Kimpy. Uh, later on, our choices for a poll about slot racing. And what else you could do with slot racing in the term in the way of sport? So we'll do that after eight o'clock. Oh, this will be awesome! And today's a very special day, not just for racing, but for sport and for Pacifica sport. Inoki Afiaki is going to join us. We spoke to Inoki uh, last year. He was trying to get a citizenship. He wanted to run for local government. Real interesting character. He's played rugby all around the world. Wellington base, former Hurricane, of course, from years ago. Um, he played for Tonga, he played in France, he played in Japan for a long period of time. And today is a historic day for Pacifica Rugby as a place that I know very well, spent a lot of time in Apia, hosts a game of Super Rugby between um, the uh, Moana Pacifica and the Reds. Reds. Yeah, it, it is massive. Like when you when you think about it, if you look at the Fijian Drua and what they did when they were playing up in, in their home, uh, what this means to... Pacifica um, players, because it's not just that you've got the Samoans there, but you've also got Tonga and Fijians inside, inside camp as well, playing in and around the Pacifica uh, Pacific with Samoa on that that return home for their first game against the Reds. It'd be massive, you know. Huge. It'd be like parade. I, I could just imagine the having played like I haven't played in Samoa Tonga, but I've played in PG, PNG. Yeah. Now, you have no idea the parochialism and the, the tribalism that you come up against when you get there. And it is actually intimidating. And I'm expecting it to be really intimidating. And, and given that last week Moana Pacifica held the Crusaders to a halftime lead, uh, their form is actually going into this okay. Very good. They Mate, play- if, they, if they go in with a lead, they ain't losing it. I completely agree. And they played good last Friday night. The Crusaders were average, but the Moana Pacifica strung some um, proper rugby together. I remember in 2015, uh, yeah, it was 2015. It was before the 
World Cup in 2015, the All Blacks played Samoa over there. And it was kind of like a warm-up trial game just on the way up north. And, and seeing the stadium, the national stadium there in Apia, just people scaling these fences to get a glimpse of the yeah. All Blacks. And, and it, well, it's not the All Blacks today, but it is something more special because it's their very own and it's something that they can... And my mum, I've told you, Kimi, my mum's married to Lolani and um, he's... We... Oh, he goes back to Samoa regularly. We've been back multiple times. He is he's from Salilunga on Savai'i, but we spent a lot of time on a Pulu. Great surf spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh that is just down actually you're right, just down from the lagoon there is a little barrel that goes off, um, works yep. on a reef. And it's kind of hard to explain when you have you I mean lots so many of us have been to Pacific Island, so you know anecdotally, but rugby is like in New Zealand, rugby is like a religion, but in Samoa and the islands, rugby is not a religion because religion is religion. That's like one of their absolute staples. It's still a very religious place. But rugby is looked at like it's just par for course. It's identity. It's like we – it's almost like we look – they look at rugby like we probably look at celebrity culture. Like rug, That's right. Rugby Rug- for them is like the pinnacle. Like to go get it – make it in the NRL. If they have a cousin that made it in the NRL or made it in Super Rugby, it's like their version of you know, Taika Waititi. It, yeah, yeah. It really is. It's such a big deal for them. It is. It's like Hollywood. That's exactly right. And the celebrity status around there. Well, look, at, look I ran into BG – um, in Ponsonby last weekend, I was out on my walk in the morning, and BG walked up. And, you know, just we stopped and had a chat, and you know, he's talking about yeah, you know, listening and watching what you're doing, and it's been good to see you. And I'm saying, geez, you're still looking good, BG. And just when when this game come up, I'm thinking to myself, like people like that, this this is what it means to them, mm. like. Those, those blokes that couldn't get home to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's over there. It's the first thing I thought about this morning. He would be over there. And, of course, the other one is Michael Jones, his son, on packing down oh. on the side of the scrum. Like, you're talking the Schusters. So Johnny Schuster, the All Black, his son, uh, his his nephew, Josh Schuster, the NRL star, and Shoe playing in both, being an All Black and playing in the NRL. And that iconic status of the Schuster name being up there, no doubt Johnny will be He'll be he'll be at the game there for find himself into a corporate box that fella, um, but I just think you're dead right on that what it what it means to that country, like climbing you couldn't you couldn't describe it any better, climbing the fences it is literally climbing the they fences they will scale anything they can to get a glimpse of this yeah dancing this the dancing the music just the cheer. Oh, look, look, great for the country. Um, I can't wait to talk to Anoki about that. From the Afiaki Fano, which is quite a prestigious Fano, um, Tongan Fano too, they would be just licking their lips that finally, like this is, we've got to think about the context of it. Ten years ago, people were talking about a Pacifica team playing in Super Rugby. Yeah. You know, or twenty. <laughs> you know, like, like when are we going to have a league team? When are we going to have a rugby team competing with them? Yeah. Now it's actually today is the reality day for them. That's that conversation ten years ago has actually came to fruition today. Even though they've been playing the comp, it doesn't mean anything until they actually step on that fennel of their own and they play a game. And when Fiji, when Fiji and Drua beat. The Crusaders, that was a seminal moment in world rugby. Today is another one, and we've had them in 2023. It's a World Cup year. It's amazing for the Pacific. That's, right. a, that's a question, Louis. You know, where is it? So if that was 10 years ago, 
where's Pacific Rugby, Rugby League in 10 years' time? Oh, I hope it's dominating, personally. 